Hi, this is Kylie, and you're listening to episode 43 of Fix Her Up. If this is the first time you're listening to me, thank you. Might I suggest, though, that if this is your first time, you may need to go back and listen to some others because this is a continuation of a story. So you're going to need to go back to listen to episodes 35, 36, 39, 41, and 42. And that list keeps getting longer because this saga or miniseries or drama or let's face it, fucking circus. This is a circus, like full on circus. This is a circus. And I can't look at these people and say they're not my monkeys because they are. Shit. These are my monkeys. Damn it. (laughs) Anyways, to get fully up to speed, you'll have to go back a little bit. If you have listened to other episodes and are here for the next chapter of Kylie's Circus, I appreciate that. I'm going to dive right in and I'm doing things a little bit differently this time. I haven't really scripted this so much. I kind of wrote down some notes to try to keep track because there's so much that happens that I forget and every day it's been a little bit different. We're back to daily, which sucks, you know. But um, yeah, so you might hear me turn some pages <laughs> because that's what's going to happen. But I didn't script it totally. So I'm kind of trying this out at the suggestion of my friend CF. So we'll see how it goes. Or, you know, let me know what you think. Okay. Anyways, the last episode ended with Linda being in her place for two days and then saying that she needed to go to the hospital because she was having an episode or a seizure. And we don't know if that is true or not true, but the location had to send her to the hospital, which I completely understand. And I had a conversation with the director of nursing and I said, okay, I get, I get it. You have to send her. Of course, I I appreciate the phone call. You know, hopefully they'll figure out if she is having an episode, what's going on. I actually asked her, I said, can we do a psych consult as well? Because my mom is so anxious and so concerned about this. And she's having a really hard time adjusting to this. So maybe we can make an appointment for her to talk to somebody to try to figure out if we can alleviate her anxiety or if there's something that we can do. You know, I don't want to put her on more pills because she's on so many, but maybe there's something that she can incorporate to make her feel better about this new location for her and to ease up some of her anxiety and some of her concern. So we briefly talked about that and the director of nursing thought that was a pretty good idea. So I'm like, okay, let's, let's figure out if we can do that. She gets to the hospital and they call me and they're like, okay, your mom's having coordination issues. We're trying to figure out what's going on today. You know, she can't grab something because she's having these coordination issues. And I set up, you know, she's had these issues off and on. She says it's like seeing double or seeing triple and one day she's fine and the next day she's not. If you can figure it out, good, like great, because nobody's been able to figure it out over the last several months. She's had a ton of tests. They do not know what's going on. So they did some tests and they were asking me, can she get into an MRI machine? And I was like, I don't know. She's had knee replacements. She's had several. I don't know what's in her knees. I don't know what they're made of. I've got no idea. You know, I'm like, it could be titanium for all I know at this point. I didn't know. I'm like, if you put her in the tube and the tube blows up, then what happens? Like, I don't know. Do they do MRIs for people who have staples and 
substance and all of that in their body. I don't, I don't know how that stuff works. I get MRIs every year and I don't have those things. So I don't know. Does somebody know? Anyways, I told them I had no idea and I wouldn't be able to get the information. So I'm not sure if they did the MRI or not. I, I think they might have. They did come back and say, well, you know, we don't know exactly what's going on with the coordination issue, but she definitely needs more therapy because her legs are weak and she needs more help with transfers. And I said, I understand that. She was kicked out of the last rehab because insurance cut her off because insurance believed that she had plateaued. If you can get insurance to approve more rehab so she can get stronger at her transfers, have at it. Good luck. That would be fantastic because we acknowledge that she needs as much therapy as she can possibly get. And every single day therapy is going to be better than a few days a week. It'll be better for her at her new location. She'll be stronger when she's doing the transfers. It'll make her feel more comfortable. She'll get more settled into her new apartment. That would be great. So they actually came back and said, okay, insurance approved it. I was like, okay, all right, cool. But during the process, she was saying like little tiny things that were a little bit off kilter. She was convinced that my brother was going to come in from Spain and pick her up and take her back to Spain so that she could be with him, which I, I would love that to happen. <laughs> but we all know it's not going to happen, but that would be fantastic. <laughs> so she kept saying little tiny things. So I did push the nurse at the hospital. I said, I, I need you to check for a UTI because she is saying these kind of crazy comments. She also did say to a little birdie that she flubbed the issue and she exaggerated the issue because she didn't want to be there. So she exaggerated it in order to get more therapy or something. I don't know. Personally, I think it was in order to get waited on, you know, because in rehab, they wait on you. Whereas at your own apartment, you have to clean up your own trash. So I believed that actually, because that is something that Linda would do. Like she would do that. She would manipulate the system to get what she wanted and not give a shit about all of the crap that we all went through. That's kind of her MO. So I was pissed. I was so pissed. I was like seeing red pissed because I'm thinking, okay, now she's going to go back into rehab. And if she thinks that she's going to give us a list of bullshit that she needs to have and she needs to buy and things that she's lost yet again because we've bought it for her three times, but she can't seem to find it. I was pissed. But despite being pissed, I went out there and met her at the new rehab place. And I was cognizant to keep it in the same family of companies because that way I wouldn't have to worry about her losing her new apartment that she slept in for two nights. If you keep it in the same family, stuff gets put on hold, which is nice. And you don't have to worry about being out of the apartment for a certain number of days per a calendar year and all of those things, because all of that stuff has to be put into consideration. So I said, okay, I want her to go here for this location for the rehab, which is right next door to her apartment. And that way, if we have to run home and get anything or do anything, we stocked her up at her apartment, we could just run across the street and pick up whatever. So I went ahead and went to her place and just picked up certain things that I knew she would need. It was starting to get colder. I was like, okay, she's going to need longer pants. She's going to need some sweatshirts. I brought her another robe that she liked, some insurance, some powder, you know, stuff that she had at the previous rehab facility. I brought it to her at the new rehab facility because, 
yeah, I'm pissed, but I also don't want her to not have the stuff for her teeth and for her clothes and for her feet and whatever, you know, I was pissed, but I don't want to be an asshole. You know, I get there and I, I'm in the room while they're transferring her and I was getting ready to have a darn conversation, (laughs) you know, once again, I'm the adult in this situation, like the rest of my life when it comes to her. But I was, I don't know, as soon as I saw her, I wasn't pissed anymore because she was confused as fuck. Like she had no idea what the fuck was going on. And I was just like, oh shit. I just felt like, I don't know, I'm going to cry. This wave of compassion for her. I just felt so sorry for her because it must be so shitty, you know, to not fucking understand what's going on and not know and not totally verbalize. I mean, she was just out of it. And I was just like, okay, is this the infection? You know, because they say that UTIs can give you really wacky shit, like say really wacky shit. So I just wasn't mad at her anymore. The second I saw her, I was like, okay, you're not going to get a stern conversation. It's not going to happen. You're just going to tell your mom what you brought her and you're going to sit with her and it'll be okay. You know, she was so confused. And she kept saying to me, there was a puppy underneath the bed that was tickling her feet. I didn't know what to say. I don't know what to say when she's having these thoughts and she's vocalizing what she's seeing and what she's feeling. And I don't have a lot of experience with UTIs. I don't know if it makes you hallucinate. She was hallucinating like crazy. And a puppy was underneath the bed, tickling her feet, and she was giggling. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> you know, like, kind of like you would with a child. She's like, there's a puppy underneath the bed and it won't stop playing with my feet. And I was, oh my God, puppies are the cutest. And she's like, I know. But then she told me that every time she looked to the right, there was a woman next to her. And I was like, oh shit. You know how they say that when somebody's close to passing, that they start to see people that they know, those people keep coming to them and like helping them move on. So I was just like, so this woman who's sitting next to you. And she's like, she's on the right of me every single day. I was like, okay, do you know this woman? Because I'm thinking, fuck, if this is her aunt or her favorite grandma or some shit, I'm like, fuck, this is gonna be fast, you know? (laughs) And she's like, no, I've never seen this woman before. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Well, is she, is she mean looking? (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying to like have a conversation or something, but she's like, no, she's just there. She's been there every time I turn. She's there. And I was like, well, maybe just don't look over there. And she's like, okay. Like it was just really, you know, and she was confused. And I just left there feeling badly for her, but also feeling like, okay, we got the UTI not taken care of, but at least it was diagnosed correctly. She's on antibiotics for it and she's going to get more rehab, which will be better. So I left there not feeling 100% great because obviously she was confused as fuck but also not like, okay, this is not the end of the world. This will be okay. Like this, we will we'll totally be okay, you know? And it just got weirder. <laughs> so that was like a Wednesday. And the next day I got a phone call on my way back from the beach. And luckily they called, not when this incident happened, but a nurse called me and she's like, does your mom normally pray at five o'clock in the morning? And I was just like, what? <laughs> you know? what an odd question. (laughs) I'm like, why? What happens? Why are you asking me this? 
And she's like, she was crawling around the floor searching for a Bible at five in the morning. And I was just like, okay, not only does she not pray. I'm like, I just packed up her whole apartment. Like my siblings and I just packed up everything. She doesn't own a Bible. And not only that, she doesn't believe in God. She hasn't believed in God in forever, you know? So I'm like, okay, there's no, this is not, this is not good. I did ask the nurse. I was like, okay, um, if she can't walk, how'd she get out of bed? And she's like, well, she had the bed lowered. She used the controls. She lowered it and she crawled out of bed. And I was just like, oh, good God. I'm like, okay, well, I'm like, she's on the antibiotic. She's got an infection. Hopefully the antibiotics will start to kick in. Supposedly it was day four at that point for the antibiotics. So I'm thinking, what is going on? Why hasn't this started to be, get better? But, you know, she's like, okay, well, we'll make sure we watch her and uh, we'll make sure she doesn't escape. I'm like, escape, escape. What the fuck? Escape? What the, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? And she's like, we'll call you later. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And that was before I started my work day. So I was just like, oh my God, what is happening? The next day, I was actually going out of town, driving out of town, and I got a phone call, and uh, they said, okay, well, your mom keeps trying to escape, okay? I'm like, well, where's she going? Like, where does she think she's going? And they're like, she just needs to leave here. She, she has to leave here. I was like, okay. So they said, we're going to put her on the second floor, which is also rehab. There's a bed up there. It's no problem. She'll have a roommate. You know, it'll, it'll be okay, but it'll be harder for her to leave, and she won't just be able to go wander in traffic. I'm like, okay. And you still have her on the antibiotic, right? And they're like, yeah, she's on the antibiotic. I was like, okay, okay, great. And I said, and she's still going to get therapy. You know, did you guys start the therapy? They're like, oh yeah, we had therapy yesterday. We'll definitely have therapy today. So she's going to have the therapy. She's got, she's got the antibiotics. It'll be harder for her to escape. I'm like, okay, go ahead, move her. Like it's, it sounds fine. Like it's just a different floor of the rehab facility. So I was like, okay. So I left. I'm like, if you guys need to, I'm going to be out of town. I might not have signal, but if you can't get a hold of me, you can try to get a hold of my brother. He's the next on the list. I'm like, it'll be okay. You know, it wasn't a super restful vacation because I kept getting text messages, you know, from my two-bit cousin who kept saying, well, how come nobody's answering me? And I was like, dude, I'm on vacation. And he's just like, well, nobody's telling me what's going on. I'm like, I'm on vacation and you don't need to know. Like she's in a rehab facility. She has an infection. We're trying to get it under control. I need a break. And he's like, oh, I'm sure this is very stressful for you. It's, it's got to be very emotional. I'm like, emotional? Emotional, physical, financial. I'm like, go fuck yourself, dude. Like I was just pissed. <laughs> okay, that's, that came out pretty strong. <laughs> of course, I didn't say any of that shit because I'm not an asshole. But that's totally what I wanted. And then my sister kept calling and my mom kept texting, where have you put me? Where have you put me? I was like, mom, you're in a rehab facility at Alden across the street from where you live. That is what's going on. You have an infection. You will get better. It will be okay. And then I kind of just turned my phone off for like three days. So that was kind of nice. I'm glad my friends made me go on vacation. So thank you, Beth and Tracy and Lori and the girls and Jen and Marshall and all those Thank you. <laughs> I get home and I go to visit my mom a couple days later thinking, okay, everything should be fine. You know, I spoke to my brother on the way home. Anything happened? He's like, why well, didn't make any phone calls? I'm like, oh, okay. 
you know, so everybody kind of had a little vacation. So that's okay, right? Before I go to see her, I had gotten a report card from PT that she was having what they called absence seizures, which I guess is what we were calling episodes. So there's like nothing going on or her arms are flailing a little bit. And, and so she was having this issue. And apparently she just blanks out and like stares for a couple minutes and then she comes back. But this particular one, she didn't know her name anymore afterwards. And she puked all over herself afterwards. Those two things were new to the picture. And I was like, well, shit, like she normally knows who she is. And she doesn't puke after she has seizures, even like the full on seizures that I grew up with, never puking, never puking in any of the other episodes. I'm just like, okay, something else. Like what is happening? And they're like, well, she's still on the antibiotics. She she ended up coming to later and, and knowing who she was, but it'll be okay. Like we'll figure it out. And I was like, okay. So I went to see her the next day and I went into where her room was supposed to be. And she wasn't there. And I asked her roommate, and I said, do you know where your roommate is? You know, I'm her daughter. And, and I was just hoping that she was okay. I was just coming to check on her because I was out of town for a little bit. And she told me that my mom had been like really violent with her and was throwing things at her. And she's like, I don't know if I could have a roommate that throws things at me. And of course, I'm just like, oh my God, for one, where's my mom? Like, so I'm silently like, fuck, 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 fuck. And for two, I'm like, violent. Like, what are you talking about? You know, like, I mean, yeah, she was violent with us growing up. That's the crux of part of the problems, right? But she's never been violent to a roommate. Like, she doesn't throw things at roommates in rehab. Like, that's not her normal behavior. So I just said, she's sick right now, and and we're trying to battle an infection. She's not normally that person. She's normally a really sweet person. You'll understand once she breaks this infection, it'll be okay. And I said, do you have any idea where I can find her though? And she's like, well, she kept trying to crawl out of bed and kept trying to leave. So she's probably with a CNA and they're probably watching her. And I was like, okay. So I found her in a room with other people who also needed watching and she was in the corner and it freaked me the fuck out. She didn't look like herself at all. And I went over to her and I'm like, hi, it's Kylie. How are you? And then she was like, just whimpering and ramming herself into the table because she's like, I have to leave. I have to leave. I have to leave. And I was like, mom, you can't leave here. Like this is rehab. Right now you have an infection. It'll be okay. She'd puke all over her, like all over the front. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go get some rags. I'm going to clean you up. So I found somebody and I was like, is there a rag? Is there something? And they're like, you can use this napkin. So they totally help me find a napkin, help me get water on it. So I go up to her and I was like, okay, let me, let me clean up this puke that is all over the front of you. I don't know if it was the puke from the day before or if it was new puke. It it wasn't fresh puke, I guess, because that would smell different, right? But I'm not sure if it was 10 hour puke or 20 hour puke or whatever. She wouldn't let me clean it up. And I was just like, okay, like, we have to clean this up. Let me try to clean this up. And she's like, you have to help me. You're not helping me, Kylie. You're not helping me. And I was like, okay, she knows who I am. That's a good thing. And I was like, mom, I'm trying to clean up the puke. And you're here for rehab. Once these antibiotics go into effect, 
you will start to clear this infection. Like it will be okay. You know, like you don't know what's happening, but it'll be okay. And she's like, you're not helping me. You're not helping me. And she was totally crying. And it was freaky. She was in a room with other people that needed help. And it was scary. I was, I was freaked the fuck out. Totally freaked out. And I was just like, okay, oh my God, what the fuck? You know, and I was like, it's, it's, it's because you're sick. And she's like, you're not helping. You're not helping. And she actually looked at me and she goes, when I am out of here, I never want to talk to you again. (laughs) And I actually chuckled. (laughs) I was like, okay, mom, like, that'll be okay. Some days I wish, right? I left her and went to the nurse and said, how long does it take to break a UTI? And he's like, well, usually, you know, the antibiotic cycle is like seven to 10 days. And I said, okay, she's on day nine of these antibiotics. And she's worse than she was a week ago when she was crawling around looking for a Bible. So what is she on? And he's like, well, she's on this and this. And I said, that's the same drug that she's been on for the last several months. She's probably got a tolerance to it because that's what happens with antibiotics. You know, your body gets used to it and it's no longer effective. And I said, can't you run the culture again and figure out what antibiotic would specifically work better? Because this clearly isn't working. This isn't working. I'm like, if this is day nine out of day 10, test her again for a UTI because she shouldn't have a lot of, it shouldn't be very strong. She's almost done with the cycle. So test her again and figure it out. And if she still has a UTI, change her meds because something's wrong. And he's like, okay. So he actually did that, which I appreciate, but I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. So I left there after, you know, insisting that they test her again and insisting that they figure out what the fuck is actually going on. And then I got to the car and I just pulled my eyes out because it was fucking crazy. I was like, shit, you know, there's no amount of McDonald's that's going to fix that shit. It's fucking sucked. I actually went next door and picked up some clothes that were dirty from her previous rehab and I grabbed those to bring them home because I wanted to give her some other clothing options and she was only wearing like a couple different things. So I was like, okay, well, she's not wearing the clothes that I had brought before, but at least I'll bring her some more t-shirts and stuff. So I wanted to go take that stuff home and to do laundry for her. And thankfully I did because her clothes keep disappearing even with her name in it and shit, like all these clothes disappeared. So thankfully I had all these fresh clothes that I had just washed that all had her name in it again. So that was good. But so I did get a call later that night when I got home and I was just, you know, again, no amount of McDonald's, but I gave it a shot with my quarter pounder with cheese, (laughs) but I was feeling like pretty low. And um, the nurse called me back and said, you know, I went ahead and did another um, culture and did another uh, test and she's still showing the infection. And I was like, okay, well, something's going on with the meds then because this is day nine and she she shouldn't still be showing a strong infection. So I need you to figure that out and talk to the doctor and figure out what to do. And, you know, and he was like, okay, I'll talk to the doctor and, and do it because she had been on those meds for so long. And he was like, well, she was just prescribed this for the infection. I said, I understand that. That's that script for the infection was only less than 10 days old, but it was the same antibiotic that she's been on since the end of July for no infections due to her surgery that she had. So she's been on that antibiotic for three months. 
two and a half, three months. And so he's like, okay. So he's assured me it would be addressed, which is good. You know, a few days pass with no word. So I'm like, okay, maybe things are calming down, right? I know every time I say that, I think, okay, all right, I'm going to get a break. No, not really. There's not really that many breaks. I got a call from the nurse who was telling me that she was puking up all of her food and all of her pills after she takes them. And then when they try to give her pills again, she was covering up her mouth with her hands. You know, see no evil, speak no evil, those monkeys, whatever. So she was covering up her mouth. And the nurse is like, well, does she have intestinal issues? And I said, no, you know, she had some issues with her esophagus. And they thought maybe it was a little bit inflamed because of her age. And so I explained that we had tried to make an appointment and the next appointment's not till the end of November, just to make sure that she wasn't having issues with that. Then I said, but if she's puking up her meds, I can't have her puking up her meds because she needs to take her meds. You know, I'm like, I guess it doesn't really matter if she pukes up pudding or whatever, but she needs to take her meds. So the nurse is, you know, saying, I want to send her to the hospital to clear up anything. If there's any stomach issues that we don't know about. And I was like, okay, go ahead, you know, send her. And they're like, okay, well, can we just send her to the hospital that's right here? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. You know, I, I can't, I can't have her puking up meds, <laughs> you know. But my mom was coherent enough that she was refusing to go with the paramedics. So they didn't call it like it wasn't an emergency. You know, they just called and said, oh, they ordered the paramedic to take her to the hospital, which was maybe 10 minutes away or so. And she wanted to go to Rush Copley, which she thought she was right across the street from because she was still so confused. And I said, Mom, you're you're not near Rush. You know, that's 45 minutes away. We're just going to send you to the hospital that's 10 minutes away. And they're going to do some tests. And they're going to look to make sure that you're okay, that you don't have any obstructions, and that everything's okay, and that you're not going to continue vomiting up your pills. And she's like, No, no, I want to go to Rush. And I was like, I'm not going to send you to Rush. Like, it's just not like you don't need to go to Rush. It's fine. And she's just like, well, I don't want to go. I'm like, okay. So the paramedics actually have some questions that they ask people to see if they're coherent or cognizant enough to make the decision whether they go or not go. And those questions are pretty simple. And in, in, in this case, my mom was having a good day. So it was, what's your name? Got that right. What's your date of birth? Got that right. What year is it? Got that right. Who's the president? got that right. That's it. That's all they ask. So the paramedics like, I, I can't take her against her will because she knows what's going on. And she answered all my questions correctly. And I was like, okay, well, those are kind of basic questions. <laughs> I said, she's definitely confused. She thinks that she's across the street from a hospital that she's not across the street from, you know, like she hasn't been there in weeks. And so she's confused. But anyways, so I, I talked to my mom and I was like, okay, I need you to go to the hospital. And this is why I need to go to the hospital. And I was trying to explain it to her. You know, we can't have you picking up your meds. We want to make sure that you're getting the medicine you need. You need to make sure you're taking this anti-nausea and these anti-dizzy and the antibiotics. We need to make sure this is all happening. And she's like, well, I don't want to go because they planted something in my purse. And I was like, what? And she's like, they planted drugs in my purse. But she's like, but you can't tell them. And I was like, nobody planted anything in your purse. Why would somebody plant something in your purse? 
And she's like, they, they planted something in my purse. I was like, okay, let me talk to the paramedic. Being the little bitch that my mom thinks I am, I used that shit against her so fast. I said to the paramedic, I said, you're right. She is cognizant and she is speaking clearly, but she thinks that you put drugs in her purse because you're trying to harm her. And he's like, so she's paranoid? I said, yeah, if that's what you consider paranoid, she thinks you put drugs in her purse. And he's like, okay, give me five minutes. I'll call you back. (laughs) I was like, okay. Within five minutes, he calls back (laughs) and he's like, okay, we're going to take her because... As soon as they confronted her about her purse, I guess she got very, very agitated. And uh, and then I, you know, was talking to him through his phone because her phone had been gone for a week at this point or I, we didn't even know. And I wasn't worried about it. I was like, I'm not going to worry about where your phone is. We'll just get you another phone <laughs> or maybe it'll show up because it's got your name on it. But I hear her in the background like, you never take my side. And I insisted <laughs> that when they give her over to the hospital I said make sure they test again for a UTI because we're not on the same page as if she still has a UTI if she doesn't still have a UTI I thought that the nurse previously told me that she was showing some signs of it but then they didn't put her on any other antibiotics and somebody confirmed that she wasn't on any other antibiotics and then somebody else said oh no she doesn't have it and that's why we didn't put her on antibiotics but she was talking about the facility planting drugs in her purse. So I thought, okay, that's definitely something that maybe is the UTI because that's crazy, right? So so I insisted that they test her again for the UTI. So back to the hospital she went. And a few hours later, I got the update that nothing was wrong internally with her stomach. She was holding down her food. They had given her something to eat and she did not puke it up. Of course, they were pumping her through IV with anti-nausea stuff. So, of course, she wasn't vomiting because she had drugs to help with that. And she never takes the pills to help with that. That's one of the things she doesn't like to take. So maybe that is part of the issue there. They're like, oh, she's she's fine. We don't see anything wrong with her stomach. And she's not puking anything. I was like, okay. And I said, what about the UTI? And they're like, oh, she definitely has a UTI. I was like, okay. I'm like, I need you to put her on an antibiotic but it cannot be this. And the nurse is like, okay, why? And I explained that she had built up a tolerance, most likely, and that she'd been on it for so long that it wasn't effective. And, you know, she was on these drugs for nine days, 10 days, and it didn't break the UTI. So I wanted something else to be prescribed to her. And she said, okay, that's, that's not a problem. And then she's like, well, your mom wants to talk to you. So I'm talking to my mom and my mom's like, well, I'm not going back there. And I said, you have, you have to go back there because that's the rehab facility and it's right across the street from where you live and you're going to have extra rehab and we just confirmed that you still have the infection. So we're going to change the antibiotic. So the antibiotic will be better for you this time and then you'll get extra rehab and then you'll be able to go back to your apartment and you'll have better transfers and it'll be okay. And she's like, no, you have to give me a hotel room. And I was like, there's, there's no hotel, mom, it's not going to happen. I'm not, I'm not going to get you a hotel room. And for one, who's going to stay with you? You don't, you know, this was 10 o'clock on a Sunday night. (laughs) I was like, who's going to come out there and stay with you? Jim is six hours away. It's 10 o'clock on a Sunday night. I'm not going to come out there and stay with you. And Amy's not going to come out there and stay with you. And 
we would have to find a wheelchair accessible hotel and somebody to stay with you and help you in case you fall. And none of us are going to be able to do that. You're going to have to go back to rehab. And she's like, but you don't understand. And I was like, okay, what is happening? What don't I understand? And she's like, well, last night, the fire department came out with dogs. And the dogs are trying to kill us. And I was like, what? She's like, I want you to call the fire department and confirm that they were at my location last night with dogs and the dogs were barking and Judy protected me from the dogs. And I was like, okay, who's Judy? And she's like, the woman who protected me from the dogs. And I was like, okay, why was the fire department at your location last night? And she's like, because they want to pull all of us out of bed. And I was like, so the fire department came to your house or your location last night. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, mom, that's 45 minutes away. I said, if the fire department were coming to you, it wouldn't be that fire department. It would be a different fire department. And she's like, they're trying to pull us out of bed. And I was like, pull you out of bed for what? What are you talking about? And she's 100% no joke without missing a beat. She's like, they're trying to kill me because I'm epileptic. And they've been trying to kill me because of this my whole life. And I was just like, what? And she's like, so I want you to call the fire department to confirm that this happened. I was like, so you, you want me to call the fire department and ask them if they're trying to kill you? And she's like, yeah. I was like, okay. She's like, Ky- Kylie, can you just please do that for me? You don't do anything for me. Would you please just do that? And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, like, I was just like, are you serious? And she's like, what happened to the daughter who said they would, she would always fight for me? They put stuff in my purse. I don't do drugs. And I'm thinking to myself, mom, you take drugs every day. You know, like, <laughs> and she's like, no, I don't mean those kind of drugs. You know, I mean the bad drugs. Then I was also thinking to myself, and I was thinking to myself later, I'm like, I know you did those drugs. I used to barter with you to get out of being punished by giving you some shit. So I know you did. So I don't, I mean, that wasn't a different mom that I was like, well, I'll trade you this for three weeks of freedom. You know, whatever, whatever your currency is as a child, we used it. (laughs) I was like, mom, you have an infection and the infection is stronger than we anticipated. And we've got you on better drugs now. And so it's going to be okay. She was like, okay, I don't want to go back there. And I'm like, you have to go back there, mom. And then I confirmed with the nurse. I said, where are you sending her back? And the nurse said, Oh, she'll go back to rehab. It's like, okay. <laughs> okay, as long as we're on the same page there. But thinking to myself, like when I got off the phone, I didn't sleep that night. You know, I never sleep when I get bad report cards on Linda. I slept for shit that night. But I'm like, this can't be the UTI, right? Like, this has got to be more. Like, this isn't just my brother's going to come from Spain and pick her up. This is the government's trying to kill me. And I... I don't even know. Like, what? What new level of hell is this? I, I don't even know. Like, what the fuck? We still don't know what the fuck it is. Um, I'm going to stop here. <laughs> yeah, I got to stop here. This new, uh, this new level of hell. I don't know if I have any nuggets of wisdom this time. Besides, if your parents are saying something crazy, get them checked for UTIs. 
and really, really, really pay attention to what antibiotics they're on. And from what I understand, when they look at the culture of the actual infection, you can find and hone in on the antibiotic that will treat it best. Um, And if your parent is not getting that information or that level of care, then you have to push and push and push. And um, yeah, yeah, got to fight those infections and it's a bitch. And apparently I've got to fight the fire department because they're bringing dogs. And her roommate was named Judy or one of the dogs was Judy. I don't know who Judy was. It was weird. I was like, wait, is the dog named Judy? <laughs> I was trying to follow along and, uh, and not be an asshole, but also not lose my mind in the same process. So, so there's that. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a circus and it's my circus. Fuck, it's my circus. Damn it. I don't want to go to the circus anymore. I would like to go home now. Anyways, <laughs> if you like this episode, please hit the thumbs up, subscribe, and tell your friends. And please write me a review. If you'd like to get a hold of me, my socials are mkylieg and fix.her.up. My email is fixherup01 at gmail.com. My voicemail is 773-236-1112. My website is www.fixherup.net. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, I still drink tons of coffee. I would love it. It is buymeacoffee.com forward slash fixherup01k. Like the initial K. Thanks for listening. Poopich. See you in a couple weeks.